Welcome to our study of the book of Revelation. It's a video series uh, that helps us beware and be aware of the signs and the events and the spirit of the times to be ready for the last day, the reappearance of Jesus, but also to be blessed and to not be afraid because we do belong to Jesus. So in a couple of videos here, we've been talking about the Old Testament book of Isaiah and how there are these allusions to the prophet Isaiah um, all throughout the book of Revelation. So the content of Isaiah is, is basically this, that, that God is a holy God, but his people are unholy. Uh, they have broken covenant, and that's why the Assyrians have come, and that's why the Babylonians will come. You have broken covenant. You have been unfaithful. You are unholy. You are unclean. You are unrighteous. That's the message of the book of Isaiah. And so repent, receive, rejoice, and repeat. So repent of your sin. Uh, receive the holiness of another. Receive the holiness of Messiah. Uh, the work, the person of Jesus placed upon us. And when we receive that, we rejoice in it. And then because we live in the context of a fallen world, our own sinful flesh, and the attack of the devil, we repeat uh, that over again. Isaiah chapter 1 uh, paints the picture for us. It's uh, God saying, Come now, let us reason together. Though your sins are like scarlet, they shall be as white as snow. Though they are red like crimson, they shall be as wool. And he says, If you're willing and obedient, you will eat the good of the land. But if you refuse and rebel, you will be devoured with the sword, for the Lord's mouth has spoken it. So law and gospel spoken all throughout uh, the book of Isaiah, also all throughout the book of Revelation. Now, Isaiah and Revelation both have these pictures, these allusions to the heavenly throne room. Uh, allusions to this, again, prophetic preaching of the law and the gospel, but also the hardening of heart. Sadly, as the message goes, uh, goes forth, uh, there are individuals who harden their hearts more and more and more, and they receive then the full judgment or the wrath of God. But God is always reaching out to his creation to give to them the forgiveness of sins, the reconciliation that comes in the Messiah, the Lamb of God that takes away the sin of the world. So here's the throne room reference in Isaiah chapter 6. In the year that King Uzziah died, uh, Isaiah says, I saw the Lord sitting on a throne, high and lifted up, and his train filled the temple. And above him stood the seraphim, each one had six wings, with two they covered his face, with two covered his feet, with two he flew, and one called to another and said, Holy, holy, holy is the Lord of armies. The whole earth is full of his glory. Verse 4. The foundations of the threshold shook, and the voice of him who called, and the house was filled with smoke. And then I said, Woe is me, for I am undone, because I am a man of unclean lips, and I live amongst the people of unclean lips, for my eyes have seen the King, the Lord of armies. And then it says, One of the seraphim flew to me, having a live coal in his hand, which he had taken with tongs from off the altar. And he touched my mouth with it and said, Behold, this has touched your lips, and your iniquity is taken away, and your sin is forgiven. And then Isaiah says, I heard the voice of the Lord saying, Whom shall I send, and who will go for us? And I said, Here I am, send me. And he said, Go 
and tell this people, you hear indeed, but don't understand. You see indeed, but you don't perceive. Now, we have that same illusion of a heavenly throne room. Uh, this woe is me, I am unclean. The gracious giving of the forgiveness of sins from the coal of the altar, making Isaiah's lips clean. The call to preach the gospel. Uh, and then the sad news that there are those, when that gospel is preached, they just become more and more hardened. And so in the book of Revelation, we always have to ask the question, where are we when we're reading this book? It's a series of visions. So yes, there is location, but there's also space and setting. Where are we? We need to figure out, are we uh, in heaven? Are we, you know, are we with John in this vision? Um, you know, speaking about he's on the island of Patmos, is that our reference point? Uh, is this in the throne room of heaven? John taken up to see this, this king of glory seated on the throne? Are we looking at the events on the earth? Uh, are we pushed into the future to, to see the new heavens and the new earth? So we often say eyes up, eyes down, eyes around. So in Revelation, are my eyes up at this point, looking at the throne room? Are my eyes down, looking at the events uh, that are occurring in the world? Am I looking around as to see uh, what these events are, uh, are revealing? So we always get verbal clues from the text in the book of Revelation. Um, for example, Revelation chapter 4. After these things, I looked and saw a door opened in heaven. So we have the verbal clue that John has this vision. He's looking into, into heaven. And he says, And the first voice I heard, like a trumpet speaking with, we, with me, was one saying, Come up here, and I will show you the things which must happen after this. So we have our, our reference point. A door opened in heaven, and the voice saying, Come up here. I'm going to show you the things that must happen. So in Revelation chapter 4 and 5, you have this throne room in heaven. Uh, around the throne are the four living creatures and the 24 elders, and they're singing. And there is this scroll that is, is brought, and there's this lamenting, who can open the scroll? And then this lamb comes, the lamb we know as the slain Jesus, but also uh, the resurrected Jesus. Revelation chapter 4, verse 8, the four living creatures, each one of them having six wings, are full of eyes around and within, and they have no rest day and night, saying, holy, holy, holy is the Lord God, the Almighty, who was, who is, and who is to come. And again, a little reference point, you know, as you read the book of Revelation, say, boy, that sounds like, that reminds me of the vision in Isaiah chapter 6. Holy, 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 these angels having the six wings full of eyes, uh, singing the praises uh, of the Lord Almighty, the one who was, who is, and who is to come. Revelation chapter 4 continues, verse 9, And when the living creatures give glory and honor and thanks to him who sits on the throne, to him who lives forever and ever, the 24 elders fall down before him who sits on the throne and worship him, who lives forever and ever and throw their crowns before the throne saying, Worthy are you, our Lord and God, the Holy One, to receive the glory, the honor, the power, for you created all things, and because of your desire they existed and were created. Falling down, crying out, you are the Holy One. 
Well, that's, again, Isaiah language, Isaiah imagery. And Isaiah realizes that he is unclean, but he is made clean, not by his own works, again, but by the sacrifice, the coal that comes from the altar. And then he's given that commission to go. Revelation chapter 6, the seals are opened and the four horsemen ride out to the earth. The souls of the martyrs cry out from underneath the altar, how long, O Lord? There's an earthquake, the sun turned black, the stars fall, sky rolled up like a scroll. And it says there in Revelation chapter 6, verse 16, the kings of the earth, uh, they say, fall on us and hide us from the face of him who sits on the throne and from the wrath of the lamb for the great day of his wrath has come and who is able to stand? Again, the prophetic preaching law and gospel. And if one hardens their heart to this preaching, on the last day they will have the wrath of God poured out. Note here it says, the wrath of the Lamb. The Lamb wants to be gracious. The Lamb wants to give the forgiveness of sins. But if one hardens their heart, all that's left at the day of judgment, that great day of wrath uh, comes upon them and they will not be able to stand. Now, sad news, Revelation chapter 9, verse 20, speaking about the hearts of men who, um, who ignore the preaching, who resist it, who rebel against it. Revelation 9, verse 20, the rest of mankind who were not killed with these plagues didn't repent of the works of their hands, that they wouldn't worship demons and the idols of gold and of silver and of brass and of stone and of wood, which can't see, hear, or walk. They didn't repent of their murders, their sorceries, their sexual immorality, or their thefts. Again, one of the themes of Isaiah is a preaching to this rebellious people. You have been unfaithful. You have run after other gods. You have these idols made of wood, of silver and gold. Uh, they can't see, they can't hear, they can't walk. And so the call is to repent to receive the forgiveness of sins, and again, to rejoice in it. So Isaiah and Revelation, right, speak of a heavenly throne room and this prophetic preaching of law and gospel, and sadly, the hardening of hearts and the wrath of God coming upon those who rebel, who refuse to embrace this message of uh, the word of God, his condemnation against sin, but also the forgiveness of sins in Jesus. So if we're not familiar, again, with the scripture universe, specifically, you know, the words of Isaiah, then, um, you know, the last book of the Bible, uh, the last book, these words, these visions, they're going to be hard for us to understand. But with the help of the Holy Spirit, the one who is the author behind the prophet Isaiah, but also the one who is behind the revelation given to the Apostle John, uh, the Lord Jesus is the one who wants to be revealed and he wants to open our eyes. So this series, hopefully and prayerfully, it's a series that's going to help us beware and be aware of the events and the spirit, the signs of the times to be ready for the last day. And when we hear that preaching of the law to repent, but also to receive, to receive the good news of the forgiveness of sins, to be blessed by that, to not be afraid because we do belong to Jesus.